0: the podcast world is growing bigger every day and himalaya wants to help you navigate it himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves whether you're a podcaster or a fan himalaya has got your back discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters some love with himalaya's tip jar it's free it's the easiest to use and we're adding cool new features every day go to your app store download himalaya that's h-i-m-a-l-a-y-a and don't forget to follow the killer instincts podcast once you're there. Hello. Everyone, I hope you are doing well. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Killer Instinct. If you are new here, hello. My name is Savannah Brimer, and I am your host here on Killer Instinct. And today, you guys, we are doing something that I have actually never done before, and that is an update. I guess is what you can call today's episode. If you are unaware, last week I covered the Madeline McCann case, and like I said in that episode, if you have not watched it yet, that case was my most highly requested case. To cover ever and so I was really excited to get that out there for you guys and something pretty unexpected happened after I posted that episode about two days after I posted that there was some new information going around you guys were tagging me in all of these different articles sending me all of these different things that you wanted me to look into as far as new updates that had come forward about this case and I had a completely different case planned for today's episode of Killer Instinct but with the new updates on the Madeline McCann in case I couldn't help but update you guys on what's been going on and the possible and that's the key word here possible new leads I also should say as far as like the super specific details go there aren't very many out there yet because this is so new this was literally just a couple days ago that this all came out so there is a lot of missing holes and things like that that you will see as we continue but I am going to try to explain the information that I found as best as I possibly can for you guys like I said last week we talked about the Madeline McCann case and I focused a lot on the parents in that case and I got a lot of responses from you guys saying that you kind of agreed that the parents are very suspicious in this case and they do kind of raise a lot of eyebrows which I also have to say keep in mind is all just speculation because there is no physical evidence to prove that they had anything to do with Madeline's disappearance they were looked at as suspects and were later then cleared and first off I should say that if you haven't (laughs) if you have not listened to my full episode of what happened in this case, the Madeline McCann case, the case that I covered last week in full detail. Definitely go listen to that because this might not make a whole lot of sense if you haven't, so go listen to that and then come back and listen to this and it'll make more sense for you. The brief and highly highly vague description that I could give you is that Madeline McCann was a three year old girl who disappeared while sleeping on a family vacation at the Praia de Luz Resort in Portugal on May 3rd, 2007. Now, Madeline's 16th birthday is actually coming up in a couple days it's on May 12th and her disappearance was the anniversary of her disappearance was just a couple days ago on May 3rd. So the police in Portugal and in the UK came out and said that they are really narrowing in on some strong leads and they say that it's the strongest leads that they have found in recent years and it's not just one lead it is two leads. So let's talk about this first lead and I will say the police have looked into this man once before but they are really starting to narrow in on him more recently. So Martin Ney is a 48-year-old man serving a life sentence in a German prison for confessing to the murder of three different boys in northern Germany. Now this was between the years of 1992 and 2001. His whole MO, the way that he would execute these um, abductions and murders, is that he wore a black mask and he would abduct children and then sexually assault them afterwards before murdering them. And he would usually sneak into their room late at night and sometimes would sedate the children before taking them to make it easier to abduct them so they wouldn't make a lot of noise, wouldn't make a lot of sound, wouldn't be easy to draw attention to them. Some of his nicknames are the masked man and also the black man because he would wear all black, dressed in literally black from head to toe. And Martin is charged with these three murders, but he's also suspected of two other murders of young boys in western France and the Netherlands. But like I said, he's only considered a suspect in those two other murders and hasn't actually been charged with them. But something he's also been charged with is sexually assaulting about 40 children. Yes, I said 40. Now Martin was arrested on April 15th of 2011, so about 4 years after Madeline's disappearance. And like I said, he is serving a life sentence in prison. And one of the reasons he was initially looked at was because he looks almost identical to one of the sketches that was drawn based upon a witness account um at the time of Madeline's disappearance. So, the police have multiple sketches of multiple different people that have been floating around the internet ever since this has happened, and you can look them up online. The one that people are referring to that looks very similar to Martin is one that is referenced by Image2 B that is the number two and the letter B. And an employee of the Praia de Luz Resort says that he remembers seeing Martin right around the time that Madeline disappeared um, at the resort. And this made sense because Martin was actually working for an evangelical church on a project for the homeless in Portugal when Madeline disappeared. So he was in that area. So this wasn't like he was in another country and this is just like some made up BS thing. Like Martin was actually in this area when this happened. So another reason that police raised their eyebrows at Martin is because apparently he had disclosed to an inmate in prison something about Madeline's disappearance that police say only the kidnapper would know and they have yet to release what that information actually is probably because it's something the kidnapper would only know so they don't want you know the public to know it just because it could create false theories and false speculations and things like that now something to also note about Martin is that he was known to attack every three years so in the killings that he is linked to and also to the two others that he is suspected in. I'm going to write you out the timeline real quick. So the timeline of them was 1992, 1995, 1998, 2001, and 2004. Now, like I said, those were the three that he actually confessed to and the two others that he is suspected in. And Madeline disappeared three years later in 2007, three years after 2004, which would be 2007. And now something to keep in mind is that Martinet's victims or his history of victims were only young boys. I will say, though i have read in articles that clinical psychologists have said that gender is often unimportant to pedophiles so he just because his you know track record was only young boys it doesn't mean he would then exclude young girls as well the boys that martin had attacked yes they were young boys but they were around the ages of seven to eight years old she was three years old and she was just a couple days away from her fourth birthday so she was a little bit younger for sure but like i said that doesn't mean that you know that's not the, that he would just like exclude her from that just because of that. So if you are pretty familiar with this case then you would be familiar with the sketch that I'm about to talk about and that is of a man carrying a young girl and this was off of the account of Jane who, um, like I said, if you haven't listened to my previous episode on this, this might not make a lot of sense to you but I talked about how Jane, the family friend who was also on this vacation with them saw a man carrying a young girl. There are multiple accounts of witnesses that night who said that they saw a man carrying carrying a young girl. Jane was just one of those people and the sketch was kind of drawn up and the man what had like long black hair and was carrying a small girl in pink pajamas and my point in saying all this is that martin and the man in that sketch don't really look anything alike in my opinion at least i mean this man in the sketch has this long shaggy black hair and is a little bit of a bigger build um martin just doesn't fit that physical description as well doesn't mean that he didn't do it absolutely not um but that is just something to keep in mind that i noticed when looking at that sketch and like i said even though police have looked into martin once before and are looking into him again he is not yet considered a full-on suspect authorities are more certain that the second suspect that i'm about to talk about will be more useful to them okay we're going to take a short break but we will be right back with more of the killer instinct podcast imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems a little counterproductive, right? Well, apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in a place and let apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one with more rental listings than anywhere else apartments.com's instant alerts mean that you can spend less time looking for the perfect place and more time on just doing you apartments.com the place to find a place All right, you guys, welcome back. So if you are unaware, there is a Netflix documentary called The Disappearance of Madeleine McCann that came out in March. And I remember when this documentary came out, I was so excited to watch it because this case, like I said in last week's episode, has just driven me crazy for so long. And when this documentary came out, it focused on a suspect who targeted British vacationers and was described as a foreign pedophile. Now, we will get into that as I continue to talk about him. And the Scotland Yard, which is also known as the Metropolitan Police Service, which is basically um, the police station that is responsible for policing most of london they were the ones who kind of raised a red flag about this suspect that i'm about to talk about i do want to point out madeline's parents statement regarding the netflix documentary just because i think it's fair to them for them to have kind of their voice in this and i found this off of the find madeline website and they said we are aware that netflix are planning to screen a documentary in march 2019 about madeline's disappearance the production company." told us that they were making the documentary and asked us to participate we did not see and still do not see how this program will help with the search for madeline and particularly given there is an active police investigation it could potentially hinder it so that was their opinion on the netflix documentary clearly they didn't seem too happy about it when i read that i'm just gonna throw this out there personally if you asked me when i read that it seemed a little odd to me how they wouldn't want as much coverage on their daughter and just kind of like as much publicity And it's just another way to get their daughter's name out there. So for me, that was kind of the only red flag that kind of popped up in my head when reading that. It's like, why wouldn't she want another outlet for your daughter's name to be out there again? But like I said, the police and them probably know way more than the public knows, or at least some information more than what the public knows. And, you know, they're her parents. So I just thought that it was important to note that and throw that in there. So you guys are aware of their stance on the documentary. But once the documentary was aired, there was a woman who was a former employee of the de Deleuze Resort, who came forward afterwards and said that she recognized a man who was in one of the footage tapes that was shown in the documentary. She said that she recognized this man because she said on the day that she was working, she actually caught him stealing something from the resort, and when she approached him about it, he kind of threatened her, and her name was kept private in what I read, and how he threatened her was kept private in what I read, so I just wanted to throw that out there as just a little tidbit of information for you guys. The name of this second suspect that I I keep referring to has been kept completely under wraps probably for the privacy of the investigation and I have also seen a theory that said that Martin was working in kind of like cahoots with the second suspect and part of a child sex trafficking ring and a sex trafficking ring has actually been talked about a lot in the theories of this case how um, there is a possibility that someone could have come in in the middle of the night and abducted Madeline to kind of make her a part of this sex trafficking ring and as far as the physical description of the second suspect, the unnamed second suspect, there is pretty much none. And this is most likely because if the police were to broadcast to the public a list of either names of the suspects or a physical description, it would probably send a lot of people running as far away as they could, especially if they were guilty. And police don't want that to happen, obviously, so they're not really releasing a lot of information about that. But what has been released is what the man would wear when carrying out these attacks because mind you this man is not a stranger to the police at all. He's actually known to have carried out about 28 attacks within 40 miles of the Praia de Luz resort itself which is crazy because 12 of these attacks were carried out on British families while they were on vacation. So definitely not someone who is a stranger to the police and what this man would wear when carrying out these attacks is actually a medical mask like literally the ones that you can buy at like Rite Aid or CVS and the ones that you see nurses and doctors wearing those types of masks so does that mean he's in the medical field could be does that mean that he just has access to a pharmacy drugstore also could be as well but yeah he would enter children's rooms late at night when they were sleeping wearing a medical mask and there are reports that he one time just went into a young girl's room and laid next to her there is another time where one of the girls actually woke up in the middle of the night and asked if it was her dad and he responded with yes so this is obviously very 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 terrifying if you are a young child or just anyone in general and this happens to you but obviously if this man has attacked at least 12 british families alone out of the 28 attacks that he's done in general i that's a little bit more than a coincidence this man targeted sleeping children and would sexually assault them after breaking into their home and like i said 28 attacks in general 12 british families and he has struck twice twice at the Praia de Luz resort in and of itself where Madeline and her family were staying. And I don't know why this man has not been talked about more. It just does not make any sense to me. And like I said, this man was talked about a little bit in the documentary on Netflix. And the documentary on Netflix was made with the cooperation of the Portuguese and the British police. I will say that in all of this, whenever there is any new information, it is important to remember how we can't just automatically jump to the conclusion that the case is now solved. When this documentary came out, 100% was a great way to draw more light to the case and to kind of refresh people again on what happened 12 years ago but in doing that it definitely comes with the possibility that people will make up false theories and accusations and people will definitely try to insert themselves in this case whether they say that they saw something that they didn't see or they're trying to make a false claim or statement and until the police come out with factual evidence on a solid suspect we can't just think that this is it you know like it's solved now even though this is the case that everyone wants closure on, everyone wants solved. Um, Madeline's parents have said in past interviews that when news leads pop up, they've stopped becoming super hopeful about it, which is really unfortunate and sad because they've stopped becoming so hopeful because usually the new leads don't really lead anywhere. And until evidence comes out to prove that they have the person who's done this, you can't just count on, you know, he said, she said type of stuff. And a perfect example of this is what happened recently in the Timothy Pittson case, If you're aware of that, there was a man who claimed to be the boy, Timothy Pitson, who has been missing for years. And it turns out he wasn't even involved in the case at all. And and when the DNA came back and he wasn't Timothy Pitson, he apologized and just said that he wanted Timothy's dad or he wanted a dad who would care for him like Timothy's dad cared about Timothy. And that's why he inserted himself in the case. And the McCann spokesperson has declined to talk about these latest claims. And it's also important to remember that with the anniversary of her disappearance appearance being a couple days ago and her birthday being a couple days away, you know, these are the times where people would most likely make up some sort of theory or accusation or claim, especially with the documentary. I feel like we've seen it a lot in past cases where people will just try to insert themselves in these cases where they are not welcomed in or where they don't belong in. Like, it's not other people's place to try to insert themselves in what happened because they either want to have the satisfaction of thinking that they helped in the case or have other people think that they helped in the case and glorify them as this hero or whatever the case may be it is very possible that with the new documentary as well as the anniversary and her birthday coming up all around the same time it does put in a definite possibility for people to make up their own theories and you know make up their own um accusations of what they think happened that night and that is really all the information i was able to find you guys there isn't a lot of solid you know stone cold evidence information yet. I'm sure as time passes, we will learn more, especially about the second suspect as far as what his name is and, you know, where he is now, whether he's in prison or wherever else he could be. Um, But yeah, that is really all the that's that's all the information i can find which was kind of frustrating like i kept digging and digging and digging because i was trying to find more and i couldn't it, the, all the articles just kind of kept saying the same thing after a while but i did think it was really important especially having covered the case last week and with this new information coming up to kind of give you that update so i'm really curious to see what you guys have to say about this i know a lot of you reached out to me last week when i did the first covering of the overall case so i love for you guys to reach out again and And tell me what you think this time. Tell me what you think is going on. Tell me what you think is true and not true. If you think that these people are involved, if you don't believe it at all, definitely let me know what you think. I'm definitely very curious. I definitely said definitely too many times. As far as what I believe, which I know you didn't really ask, but I'm gonna throw my two cents in there, anyways. It really doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I don't know how this second suspect hasn't been talked about more. If this man is no stranger to the police, has carried out two, you know, attacks in the Resort that Madeline has stayed in, and 12 on British families who have vacationed in Portugal in general, and 28 overall. Like, those numbers are not small numbers, and they're not numbers that you just kind of glance over. Like, I have no idea how this man has not been talked about. In any of the research that I did, I could not find anything on this man when I first did my first coverage. And as far as Martin goes, there definitely is some weird shit going on there. There's no doubt he is a horrific, and awful, monstrous human being. Um, Does that mean that he is connected to this case? I don't know. He says that he is not. And I always kind of go back and forth when it comes to people who confess to certain murders and not to others. You know, just, just because he says that he didn't do it and he confesses to other ones doesn't mean that he didn't do it. But I mean, it also is something to think about. He's already in jail for the rest of his life. He already, you know, could take credit for this if he wanted to and probably get a bunch of publicity and, you know, narcissists like that love that. So I don't think that that should rule him out but i also don't think that he was super i just don't know if he was involved i'm just kind of questioning that because a lot of things don't add up but then again a lot of things have weird coincidences like he was in portugal at the time that madeline disappeared and he was seen around the praia de luz resort and and the employees of the resort remember seeing him and you know just weird coincidences like that are obviously like kind of way too close for comfort considering his history and the fact that he is a child murderer definitely raising eyebrows type of things going on here I know I kind of threw a lot of information at you and I know it's not like really set in stone information it's not um, very detailed it's kind of vague this is just this is the tip of the iceberg I believe you guys because like I said I think over time we're going to find out more and more details on why the police think that these two men could possibly be involved in this case But yeah, you guys, that is going to be it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Killer Instinct. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are new here, make sure you go ahead and hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. I post weekly episodes here, and I would love for you guys to be part of the family. So with that being said, you guys, I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will see you next week. Stay safe.